my name is Alex and welcome to another episode of Let's Get Inspired. It is currently 1.05 a.m. in Australia and I am coming to you from my bed. I have this fold-up table that I put on top of my duvet. I'm under the covers, leaning up against my pillows, and it's just one of those days, I guess. Um, It is my finals week in law school before I get to go home in a couple weeks, which I'm really looking forward to, but... Yeah, just to, I guess, paint a picture of what's happening over here. I am, I'm chilling right now. Like I said, it's been a long week and I'm going to just kind of talk through today's topic, which is how travel has transformed me and kind of some tips about travel and things I've learned along the way. And yeah, it's just going to be a travel podcast for the most part, but before I get started, I want to acknowledge that I am recording this podcast on Nungawan Nambri land and I want to pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging and just recognizing that I am currently living and studying on land that was stolen and colonized at the expense of the indigenous people who originally inhabited this land. I guess if we're talking about travel today, I want to start by just explaining why I do that acknowledgement of country at every at the beginning of every episode. It's something I've been hearing since I first moved to Australia, and of course, when we listen to the words, you can assume that we're doing it to acknowledge the people who originally inhabited this land, of course, but... So I asked a friend of mine who works in indigenous services, is there more to it, basically, that maybe I wasn't catching on to, and I want to just quickly share his response. Um, So when I asked him why we do it, he asked me, well, would you know what land we're on right now without the acknowledgement? And I was like, probably not, but I do know that a lot of the buildings here say Nugawal Nambri land on them. So, you know, between the acknowledgements and all the signage, I I do know exactly where I am. And he was like, exactly, like, you know where you are. uh, And I'm sure in America, you're on lots of different indigenous tribal land and you don't necessarily know where you are. And I was like, yeah, that's a really good point. And if you're someone like me who likes to research things, you know exactly what to research so that you can pay your respects to the land and just get a history and a feel for where it is that you're living. So that's why they do it. And again, just paying their respects to the people who suffered and are still suffering to this day. So just wanted to quickly touch on that. Before I started to record this episode, I glanced at my phone and I see all of these crazy notifications about women in Iran protesting for what seems to be basic freedoms but for some reason they aren't and then Time Magazine sent me this notification that says Russia is launching kamikazes on Ukraine and then my Reddit is overflowing with these photos of Melbourne that has completely flooded and I'm recognizing a lot of the streets that I have walked on in Melbourne many times in the past and I felt this like heightened sense of compassion for the people of Melbourne just for everything that they were going through because I I was there I knew what those streets looked like when they weren't flooded I have so many friends that I've made and their parents and cousins who are suffering as a result of this flooding who had to evacuate their homes who don't have clean water right now and with so much going on in the world it would be easy to see that oh another place is flooding you know what can i do about it but because i've actually been there because i actually know people there it just it like i said it gave me this heightened sense of compassion it had me wanting to investigate it had me wanting to pray harder 
And similarly, I was traveling in July. I can't remember exactly which airport I was in, but I was in line about to board my plane and this young couple just blatantly cut me in line, looked me in the eye, like the girl just kept looking back, giving me dirty looks, like she just couldn't care less. And I personally, I I was a little offended by it. Like I didn't care that much because I knew we were all getting on the plane and we had assigned seats, like whatever. But you know, I was thinking some things about them, like how dare they, whatever. But then I noticed that their passports were Ukrainian and suddenly like I was just overwhelmed with so many feelings like I was really sad for them I was really curious about what they have been going through how they were feeling in this exact moment where were they going how is their family like just asking myself so many questions and studying them so closely because of course I've been hearing so much about the Ukraine in the news lately but to actually see two Ukrainians I think they were the first Ukrainians that I had ever met or laid eyes on. So it kind of just really added some humanity to the whole situation because everything that I had been seeing was just based off news headlines and YouTube videos. And not to say that I didn't feel like they were humans over there. Of course I did, but it just added a whole extra level of realness to it, seeing them right there in front of me. And I feel like that's kind of how I want to segue into the travel stories with this podcast is I really think that without travel, without seeing these places for yourself, it's hard to care about worldly issues and it's heavy because there is always something. Unfortunately, someone is always being oppressed. There is always a natural disaster happening and it's a lot to absorb, but at the same time, it's easy to just delete the notification or not read the headline when it's a place that you don't necessarily connect with in any way. So I want to talk about how travel has transformed me personally and I hope that it inspires you to take more trips basically. That's all I gotta say. I know we all travel. Um, There's a lot of people, especially Americans and uh, quite a few Australians, that feel they don't need to travel because they have everything that they need in their country and we are so blessed to come from these countries that are so free and so wealthy and so beautiful and so large that we do have all of the seasons within our homes and we don't necessarily have to leave the country but um at the same time travel is so transformative and I guess I'm not even necessarily implying that we have to do international travel because you can receive those transformational benefits if you stay in your country honestly you don't don't have to drive far at all but um i i am encouraging you to switch up your surroundings for the betterment of your experience on earth i listened to this ted talk actually from this guy named francis tapone tappen i don't know how you say his last name I'll link it down below because it was really interesting, but he is a master of religion and he was basically saying that all of the great prophets in different religions, the way that they transformed and the way that they were enlightened was through traveling and switching up their surroundings. For example, when Moses needed answers, he went up high in the mountains up to Mount Sinai. 
uh, Muhammad went up to Mount Hida to get the first revelation of the Holy Quran. Even the Buddha went to the wilderness to get his first enlightenment. Jesus' most spiritual experience was when he was away in the desert and he was being intensely confronted and tempted by the devil. And the point in bringing those examples up is that there's a lot of transformation that happens when you step outside of your norm. Humans are creatures of habit and we want to be comfortable. We strive to be comfortable. So putting yourself into a new environment is uncomfortable. It is stretching, but in the end, you never regret it. So you may be wondering, how am I qualified to talk about travel? Um, I do live in Australia currently. I've lived here for three years and I've taken it upon myself to travel whenever I can. Um, Not to mention, I actually literally have it on my resume, all of the countries that I've traveled to, because I feel like it's definitely a character trait of mine, is travel. I have been doing it my entire life. I guess it all started back when my I was born. My dad traveled a lot for work and whenever he could, he brought us with him. And I think he's genuinely an explorer at heart. Um, He's not one to spend money on designer goods or flashy material things, but man, will he blow a bag on a trip. But as long as I can remember, I've been traveling. There's like this photo of me from when I was one or two years old. I'm in Maui standing on this beautiful porch with this insane background and my grandma is blowing some bubbles in my face and it's just like the most serene photo in the world and I'm I'm so thankful that my parents <laughs> took me on such a long trip and such a long flight um being one or two years old I'm sure I was a menace on the plane but maybe not maybe I was an angel baby <laughs> but I definitely plan to do the same whenever I have children because I am a firm believer that the experiences and lessons you learn while traveling don't even come close to the things that you learn in a classroom but we all know how I feel about classrooms or or maybe you don't check out the American education episode if you haven't already so yeah by one or two years old I was in Hawaii and I would say that I have never slowed down um, even being a student full-time working whatever the case may be I always made time to travel And it had basically become so integrated into my life that I don't think I really stopped to determine how it's actually shaped the person that I am until now. And I know travel can be very expensive and there's actually a lot of information that I looked up before I recorded this episode just to make sure, but you can definitely travel internationally or domestically on a budget there's so much information so many tricks and gurus out there who have mastered timelines and whatnot so I definitely think it could be worth trying to plan out a trip um, no matter what your budget no matter where you're trying to go something else that I learned from my father and that I take to heart now is that when you buy material things like you can lose those things or they go out of style and you know it It's tough to not get those things in the moment, but when you're saving up for a big trip, like those memories and the personal development that comes as a result of that travel is something that you can never lose and you really can't put a price on it. So I hope that with that information and the stories that I'm going to tell, like you feel really compelled slash inspired to travel because there's really nothing like it. 
I'm an advocate of solo travel and travel with friends. I know solo travel can sound kind of daunting, and I guess I had a bit of a leg up for two reasons. First is, I watched my dad travel for work my whole life, and he would do crazy things like go to China and back within like 72 hours. And I would just imagine him, like going to China is a pretty long flight from America, and I would just imagine him on the plane usually it would be a night flight you know what is he doing on the plane what is he thinking about how is he keeping himself entertained or you know how is he managing the jet lag and once he gets there how is he navigating these crowded and hectic airports and I guess I was taking myself on these trips before I even actually went on the trip because I was really imagining every step that he took and by the time I was traveling alone which happened to be when I was 13 years old I think was my first solo trip I went to Italy by myself but um but yeah by the time that actually happened for me uh it felt like I had already done it even though I hadn't but I I had just taken myself on so many mental journeys and maybe that could be a helpful way to start if solo travel does feel daunting to you so at 13 I traveled to Italy by myself um before that and after that, uh, I, oft- I often traveled to Los Angeles as an unaccompanied minor, so I was always escorted through the airport, um, but once it got down to sitting on the plane, I guess I was alone, um, so that was kind of an introduction to travel as well, and then when I was in 10th grade, my stepsister and I traveled to Europe completely alone, um, I I won't say completely alone, but but we were alone. And um, then when I got to college, I made it a point to visit all of my friends at their different universities. When I say all my friends, I mean like all three of them. Um, But they were all in America. But yeah, I tried to visit them as much as I could. I also took advantage of studying abroad. I went out to Ireland for a summer. So because I've always been a traveler, always been, I guess, elsewhere, um, I've had to really keep up with long distance friendships and relationships. Every boyfriend I've ever had, which isn't that many, but it's always been long distance to some extent. And just, I guess that's kept me from feeling really attached to a quote unquote home or friends or certain surroundings, family even, um, because I've gotten pretty good at keeping up with that virtual communication, which I'm so thankful I am not living in the time period where you wrote a letter and you got a response like once every couple months and you didn't know that the person was alive. Like, man, I could not imagine. But, um, but yeah, so I guess that's a little bit about my travel history. So now I want to talk to you about some of the things that I've picked up when I reflect on my experiences traveling, whether those were trips alone, with friends, with family, internationally, domestically, like all the things. I would say one of my biggest takeaways is, <laughs> it just, I don't know if this is the biggest takeaway, but it was the first thing that came to mind when I think about significant memories while traveling is how far a smile can go. Imagine it's 5 a.m., you're in line at TSA, the agent has screamed a thousand times to all the passengers who are half sleep and, you know, don't want to take off their shoes, like, make sure you do X, Y, Z, and the people still don't do it, and, you know, TSA agents can often be pretty 
pretty unhappy to be there from what I've noticed. No matter what country you're in, they're very stern, very mean sometimes. And I don't, I don't know if they're not getting paid enough. I have no idea. But I always try to move gracefully, try to ask them how their day is going without stopping the traffic or anything. But even just hitting them with a smile, I feel like you can visibly see that cloud kind of lift off of their shoulders and it just makes a world of a difference. Something else is when I'm in a place where there's not a lot of black people, or even if there are a lot of black people, like I don't know why sometimes black people just be mean to each other for no reason, but you see someone and you can see that they're judging you for no reason whatsoever. If you just like smile at them and like quite literally kill them with kindness, like I have seen so many times where people have looked so confused at the fact that like me, I like I just smiled at them. They're like, whoa, like, wasn't expecting that. And, um, yeah, I I recommend it. I also feel like travel has helped. I'm going to underline and bold helped me with my time management skills because they definitely haven't been mastered. And my friends are probably laughing if they're listening to this because I do miss flights um, here and there, <laughs> to say the least. But, um, yeah. when you're traveling it actually takes a lot of time management when you're calculating how far you are from the airport taking into account the time of day what day of the week it is what time your flight is like all of that matters and some airports are more crowded than others I would say another travel advantage that I was kind of just born into was that I um I grew up in Atlanta so people know that Atlanta is one of the busiest airports, one of the biggest airports in America, maybe even in the world. And um, I feel like because I learned airports based off the Atlanta airport, like nothing surprises me. Like people say, oh, this airport's so big or oh, this airport has so many terminals. Like, nah, I still have yet to find an airport that has had me walk as far as the Atlanta airport has had me walk from international um, arrivals to baggage claim like I actually don't understand why they did that because there's nothing worse than coming off of like a 20-hour flight and all you want to do is like get home or get to your connection but no you've got this 45-minute walk to take from the arrival gate and yeah I just really don't understand it but to continue with my time management point I just kind of feel like it's a coming-of-age moment when you make all those plans for yourself Um, people talk about how hard it is or how much they dread making dentist appointments, but when you're creating travel arrangements, especially when you're in an international or even domestic, like anywhere you haven't been before, that's actually a lot of work, a lot of, a lot of planning that goes into that. And of course, it's one of those things that you have to do. So, you know, it doesn't feel like it's that bad. And, And if you're excited about the destination, it's definitely not that bad, but It's definitely something to commend yourself on because it's not easy. Travel has also undoubtedly strengthened my patience. Um, If there's one thing in this world that we can't control, it's a flight schedule. Um, When you're planning to get somewhere and, you know, all you want to do is get there, you're so excited, especially if you have the people that you're meeting are already there, they're already having fun, or maybe you have a meeting to get to. There's just nothing worse than your flight being delayed or canceled and it's one of those things that you have to really just surrender to it and remind yourself that, you know, you weren't supposed to be on that flight or you weren't supposed to get to your destination at that time and yeah, just, just accept that it'll be okay. So 
yeah it's one of those woo-saw moments for sure you have to just surrender to it like i said okay so i know i said smiling was my biggest takeaway (laughs) and i really don't know why i started with that but it was the first thing that came to mind but i actually think that clear communication and just like communication skills in general have been my biggest takeaway anytime you're somewhere that's not like literally your neighborhood you're bound to be around people who speak differently than you even if they do speak english or whatever your native language is like different accents and different speeds and different abbreviations and all of those things really make clear communication a must um just talking as clearly as possible has been something that i've definitely realized i do and i also try to keep things as simple as i can because sometimes you know i might use a certain word and people don't really understand that so i guess trying to keep my language simple descriptive and respectful because i don't want to try to sound like i'm dumbing things down for someone but um but yeah just keeping it slow i wish i could think of an example on the spot i'm sure something will come to me but um I would also say that I'm a lot less awkward with new people because you often, when you're traveling, you don't know where you are and you need help with something and it just, you have to ask somebody and sometimes you want to ask a local, you know, what's this place like or is this a tourist trap or should, you know, do you have any recommendations or, you know, if you are lost and you genuinely need help, like, I guess... It kind of forces you to break out of that shell of being awkward with people that you don't know because you do want to approach them in a way that's confident because you definitely don't want to get taken advantage of but you also need help and shoot maybe you'll make a friend out of it um so yeah i would say it's helped me become less awkward i talk clearer and also kind of swallowing my pride and emotions to get what i need is also something that i've um kind of adopted the example that comes to mind is like let's say you you're dealing with a gate agent and you need them to help you out with something and they're you're already tired you're already annoyed but you really need to figure out you know what's going on with your flight or you know is this plane going to be delayed or can i get this upgrade you know whatever the case may be kind of just you know putting on a smile asking them politely maybe even striking up a conversation about how their day is going or any complimenting them anything at all you know the gate agent could have been rude to you five minutes ago but if you just kind of be the bigger person um nine times out of ten you'll end up getting what you want rather than succumbing to the emotions that you're feeling so that's something else that I've, I've definitely learned and has helped me many times in the past another travel takeaway is um one of those things that i mentioned in the other podcast that i'm working on is loving people more Um, but I would say travel has helped me to understand people more there's just nothing that makes me feel more like an embodied creature than sitting in an airport and just watching all of the people whether they're alone a couple a whole family two old people airport staff like there's just so much going on in an airport so many people with like a designated mission somewhere that they're trying to get to and it's just like the best way to watch how people interact especially when you're abroad like sitting in different asian airports has made me realize how much i admire asian parenting styles specifically and it's been pretty consistent because i have spent quite a few (laughs) hours sitting in various asian airports 
but um yeah there's just there's just nothing like it so and that's an experience that you can really only get in an airport i would say the only other time that i felt as like in awe of people is when i'm at like a large music festival but and if we're all at the same festival i feel like we're probably around the same age probably have similar interests anyway so i really feel like airports are the only place that i can think of where you really have just such a vast group of people a wide array of nationalities especially when you're abroad so i definitely recommend it because it has totally changed the way i feel about people in general like especially when it's like an early flight i can't help but just sit and look at people like they're so full of emotion because they're probably running late because it's such an early flight but then i'm thinking like wow we're all here at this airport at 5 a.m no one lives around the corner from the airport i mean sometimes but not really and you know all these people's alarms went off at 2 a.m 3 a.m and like i know how how much i hate waking up in the morning like I don't know like it's just like such a fun experience for me to just sit and imagine like what people are going through um and how they all how we all ended up in this place at the same time my next point is definitely a very personal one and i hope i don't offend anybody but this is my truth so i'm gonna say it and it's actually been one of the most transformational takeaways from travel for me so i would be doing a disservice to myself for not bringing this up but um through travel, I actually learned that I was beautiful, and as a result, I became a lot more confident. Uh, to explain that a little bit, I grew up in a primarily white neighborhood, went to an all-white school in middle school and high school, and I was just like never the beautiful girl, um, definitely not at the top of anybody's <laughs> list of girls to date. Um, yeah, me and the other one black girl in my school who wasn't there the entire time I was in high school um yeah we we were called names and made fun of for our looks and this and that and I just kind of got used to the fact that I like wasn't very desirable um even when not to like point fingers or call anybody out but like even when my stepsister would come to my school like who who has more of a European look to her she like always got the attention and I kind of like I wasn't insecure because I didn't know better I really just thought like okay like that's not one of my strengths is beauty and I kind of just accepted it the insecurity came when I went to Michigan and there was more of a black presence and they were still choosing women that didn't exactly look like me and again I was I was used to it but it hurt more because like there was more black women and I was kind of seeing the same thing happening so I was like dang so there's a few problems with this first is I will admit that I was valuing my beauty in the way men viewed me and I know that that's not okay especially when I had parents who made me feel beautiful and things like that um but you know like your grandma tells you you're beautiful and you know like it doesn't it's not the same kind of beauty that you want to feel as a teenage girl I guess and even when I was in college and I had boyfriends like I don't know like there was something about it in the beginning before I really grasped or knew my value that I still felt like 
they were kind of settling for me but like they wished they had something else that looked not like me <laughs> i'm trying to be as politically correct as possible here but um my point in saying all this is that this is how i felt up until i started traveling abroad and there were people from from pretty specific countries who really made me feel like i was the most beautiful person in the world and my takeaway from all of this is that beauty is truly in the eye of the beholder i am telling myself and reminding myself all the time that i am beautiful because that's how i feel and then there's also other people men and women who see people that look like me and they that's their beauty standard as well i'm definitely not saying that every american doesn't find women that look like me beautiful um i mean like <laughs> i know for a fact that's not true but at the same time like just the circles that i was in um growing up it just wasn't i was in the minority basically and as a result um i wasn't preferred and that's okay that is totally okay but i would not have realized that and i probably would have just continued to feel like i wasn't that desirable um if i hadn't traveled and seen men literally like stop in their tracks or women come up to me and just like caress my back like you are so beautiful and you know not i hate to sound like i need that reassurance because it's up to me but my story is that i didn't know until other people who weren't my family members like told me and now i'm so thankful for the body that i am in i appreciate my beauty and i've learned that comparing myself to other people isn't great um i've come i've learned that a lot of the people that i was comparing myself to didn't even look the way i thought they did because you know you know how the internet be um and also just reminding myself that my beauty is in my hands alone if i feel beautiful that is literally all that matters but um all of this these um conclusions were kick-started after various travel experiences abroad where people reminded me um and yeah i just needed that reminder i guess um my next point is that traveling the world just really puts this earth into a whole new perspective um astronauts say that when you go into space and you just see the earth for what it really is you never feel the same it really expands your heart and you just have little room to judge people because you realize like we are all on this planet together and i really think that travel has that astronaut effect um i definitely still want to go to space very soon and i, I will go at some point but um when you go across the world and you see that people are still human beings out here just trying to enjoy their lives trying to raise their families trying to spend time and laugh with their friends it just reminds you that we're all in this together and i feel like that's really important i would also say that travel has helped me to just rethink things um a lot of the systems that we have in america are simply systems that we have in america people in other countries can do the exact same thing in a different way people eat differently they eat at different times they calculate things differently they drive on different sides of the roads the way that they look at time is different the way that they work is different and i feel like it's helped me to want to live more of an unconventional life and just 
think outside of the regular possibilities that we've grown up seeing i know for a fact that i have a vision of the life that i want to live and it it i think that it's a result of picking and choosing different aspects of different cultures that i've seen with my own eyes and things that i've admired and want to implement into my life into my family's life and um yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't have all those perspectives without traveling so it's definitely a big one as well another thing is as a black person a black woman all of those things a black american woman I feel like I'm constantly recorrecting misunderstandings and showing people that like not all black people are the way that you see them on TV. Not all Americans are the same. Black people don't all sound the way they do in rap songs. Um things like that. There is a lot of pressure, I will say, like if I accidentally like cut someone off while driving and then they look at me, I'm like, "Damn, like this person's going to hate black people for the rest of their life." It's definitely a lot of pressure that I've put on myself, but I'm also really thankful to kind of be paving that path. Speaking of big ones, one of the other biggest ones is that travel has helped me to just acknowledge how blessed I am. Um, people remind me all the time, depending on where I am, when I say I'm from America, it just really shows me how privileged we are. When I was in Singapore in July, um, every time I would tell someone I was an American, there would be kind of like this dramatic pause where they would like look off into the distance and be like ah the land of the free and i was like yeah like that's what they call it but while i was in singapore and the more that i learned about it um i do understand why they feel like americans are so free and um of course america has its downsides being in Australia, most of the time when I tell someone I'm an American, their face just lights up and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Um, but it's something that they've been wanting to see. People all around the world know New York City. They know Los Angeles. They know Atlanta. They know Miami. Um, these are things that they see in the me media. These are things that they hear being rapped about and sang about in their songs most of their favorite actors and singers are american um and i don't think we of course actors and singers are celebrities to us to an extent but to them i feel like there's like this extra layer to it because they are so far away so as a result of all the media america is just glorified in so many ways and i didn't realize that um i thought people look down on america they call us fat and dumb and a lot of Australians do uh, they definitely don't like a lot of the a lot of the things that we have going on but at the end of the day you can't deny America's presence in this world and people always talk about how valuable our passport is and that's just so true as well and another thing I was thinking about uh, going with how blessed we are I was reading about the k-pop group BTS and how they literally had to stop touring to do their two years of mandatory military service. This is the same in Singapore, and I'm sure it's a thing in many other countries, but for a lot of people who want to graduate high school, go straight into college, start their career, you know, that kind of ends up being put on hold for two years when you have that mandated military service. And I know that there's a lot of pros 
that I've asked people about who have gone through it. They said it helped them to develop their character and they met some of their very best friends throughout those two years. And I'm sure there's many other benefits, but um, I just think that when we're acknowledging the freedoms that we have in America, um, that that isn't there. There really isn't a lot that they force us to do. And I think that that's just such a privilege that I haven't reflected on enough because it's just a it's just been a part of my life another travel takeaway is that i never realized how much my travels meant to the people around me um for example my grandmother who isn't able to travel um, very far like she used to i'm going to places that she has been interested in and being able to take pictures and tell her about my experiences is just like allowing her to travel as well to an extent and whenever I have a friend who is thinking about traveling somewhere that I've been they reach out to me to ask you know can I go here alone where should I go to eat what part of town should I be in and you know if all of us everybody in our community traveled we'd be able to help each other and just there's nothing like getting a recommendation for a place um, when you have a restaurant or an attraction that's already been vetted by someone you know there's just nothing like it so traveling also is a great way to to help others another thing is that there's studies that show that travel actually decreases the amount of cortisol which is the stress hormone in your body the same research also shows that travel and happiness have a strong correlation to each other and I feel like getting away just really helps with your general mindset I can actually attest to this because I had stress-induced IBS in 2020 and I would be home and I would do all the self-care things and really try to just like breathe and you know remove any stressors from my life and eat properly all all the things that they told me to do but when I would travel is when I really found myself to feel like back to normal and um, I think that there's something to say about submerging yourself into a new environment especially when life feels hectic so another good thing about travel is that you get comfortable being different um humans want to feel connected and fitting in is just natural for us but when you're in a new place and especially when you (laughs) aren't white um there's a lot of places in the world that haven't seen a lot of black people um I don't know if when they stop and stare if they're just in awe of the beauty or they're trying to get a good look at a type of person that they've never seen before but um yeah getting comfortable being one of one is a pretty remarkable thing and I think that that as well kind of helps with your confidence so just another takeaway I would also say my intuition when talking to new people has been totally heightened Um, You hear a lot of stories about when you travel, people get scammed and this and that. So, you know, of course you need to talk to people and you need to connect, especially with locals, because, you know, you want to get that local perspective. But um, yeah, I feel I feel like my I can pretty confidently say that my intuition has been heightened. My final takeaway is that traveling as much as I have, especially being away from home for very long periods of time has just helped me to really appreciate my family and friends so much 
appreciate what I have, like I said, remembering how privileged and blessed I am to be an American and sometimes it takes being away to acknowledge what you have and for me like when I am back with my family whether it's talking to them on the phone or laying eyes on them there's just nothing that makes me love them more than just being back in their presence and yeah travel has definitely increased that awareness of how lucky I am to have my family and friends and loved ones and all of that so yeah those are my takeaways I do have a few tips um that I've gathered from traveling that I'll just quickly end on this is getting kind of long um but yeah I would say the first thing is to proceed with caution when you're getting ubers and taxis I say proceed with caution because they're actually really great to talk to they drive all day long they know where people go they know what time of day things are crowded and not crowded they probably know what's worth visiting and not visiting so like they are great to talk to when you're going from one place to another but at the same time like I would say just feel them out make sure you don't let them know that you're alone or you know I know lying isn't great but you can always just tell them that you've got someone that you're meeting at the hotel if you are alone or if you're two girls as well I would say you know you're going to meet up with a group or you've got family coming whatever the case may be try to avoid letting them know that you are alone but at the same time they are definitely worth talking to so I would also say um, take advantage of being incognito Um, you're in a whole new place so try something you never tried before wear something you don't normally wear express yourself in a different way Um, whatever the case may be I love to take advantage of being in a new place another tip is to definitely do your research when it comes to planning your trips because I have been learning that a lot of the destinations that we hear about a lot like Bora Bora Fiji Ibiza and just like those kind of I don't want to say basic places but popular places are actually becoming a little commercial very touristy and very expensive and there's actually usually when it comes to like a beautiful place like that there's usually a pretty good um supplementary spot so instead of Fiji I've learned that there's this island called Vanuatu which is really close it has the exact same waters exact same vibes beautiful hotels and half the price as Fiji um Ibiza of course they have all those giant nightclubs and parties and stuff which is I guess um fun for a time but I've, I've learned that there's this island called Mallorca which is way better You also hear about the Canary Islands quite often, but when I was in Barcelona, I learned from some of the locals that it's really hard to get to the Canary Islands, and there's a lot of beaches that are actually on main island Spain that look exactly the same as the Canary Islands, so they personally say it's not worth the money and the time to get there, so yeah, I would say do do some digging. YouTube is really great. Like we are so blessed to be in this. I mean, of course, technology is kind of taking over our minds and wasting our lives away. But at the same time, we do have all of the benefits of people who have taken all of these trips before. And YouTube has some really, really great uh, videos where people talk about their full travel experiences, things that they wish they knew in hindsight. And I love to watch travel vlogs before I take any trip and if you happen to be nervous about traveling whether you're alone or with someone else and you both haven't traveled internationally maybe I would suggest watching YouTube videos on like 
airport procedures in different countries and what it's like to catch a taxi in Thailand and what it's like to check into XYZ hotel and what's the premises like of this hotel or how safe is this country like definitely take advantage of all of this technology that we have because the answers to anything that you could ever wonder about are definitely right at your fingertips. My next tip is definitely directed directly at me, but I would suggest packing as light as you possibly can. Um, I never do this and I always regret it because it's one thing to lug luggage through the airport like okay fine you can get a cart or a wagon and and get it through the airport check it in it's gone but once you get to a hotel and you've got all this luggage taking up half the space in your room that's never great um and america generally has higher weight limits when it comes to suitcases versus other countries so let's say you're flying to croatia you get to croatia fine with your local airline but when you're coming back you might be dealing with a different weight limit because other countries, especially smaller countries, they just have totally different weight limits. Smaller planes, if you're dealing with connecting flights, the more bags you have, the more likely you are to lose something. So, um, like I said, I'm literally talking, looking myself in the mirror with this one. But yeah, when you've got a lot of stuff to lug around and you're paying an extra $100, $200 for overweight bags, it just really puts a damper on things. One of my final tips is to just really try to keep in mind that things don't always go according to plan. I know earlier I mentioned that flights get delayed, but you know, sometimes lines at attractions are longer than you expected, or maybe things weren't nearly as cool as they looked online. Um, so I would say just keep your expectations low. And the only thing that you can control is how you react and how you feel about it. And just remember that whatever experience you went through, you can help someone else who's going there next time. So yeah, just take everything as a learning experience if it doesn't go as planned. Speaking of things not going as planned, I would also suggest just getting your phone together in advance, um, whether that's downloading an international passport onto your phone or planning to get a SIM card once you reach your destination, I would definitely say don't assume that just because you're on vacation, you're not going to be using your phone as much. Unless you're literally at a resort and you don't plan to leave for the entirety of your trip, uh, don't assume that you don't need your phone. You can also download maps beforehand if you don't want to use too much data. So go ahead and download if you're in Barcelona, download that city map so you'll have like 10-15 miles of coverage without data where you can go from place to place or set your navigation before you leave the house just so you have at least some type of rough grid on where you're going and at least you can get back to your starting point. I would also say that set some like rules for yourself with traveling just to kind of make it a bit more fun and maybe you'll be more inclined to travel more. I know for myself I like to take a different perfume on different trips and like scents are so powerful right so like whenever i smell a certain scent it will bring back certain memories because i remember i was using this perfume in this trip i don't have a big rotation of perfumes but i do try to pack something different when i'm traveling this is really random but i just want to wrap it up with this rule that i've set up for myself which is basically i can't say that i've traveled to a place unless i've exited the 
airport and use the restroom in that place or in that country because it's easy to say you've traveled somewhere if you've like been to the airport or maybe you like looked outside the window but a rule that I've set is it doesn't count unless you've walked outside the airport and at least used the bathroom. <laughs> Very random but anyways. But the last thing I'll say is that my biggest motivation on top of all the things that I've mentioned for traveling is that I just really don't want to live with any regrets. I don't ever want to get to a point where I can't travel and I'm always wondering what it was like to see an Egyptian pyramid or what it was like to go to the Missouri State Fair or literally whatever it is like it's worth making the time it's worth gathering a crew and making it happen. Our time on this earth is long but it's also so short and I just feel like taking a trip whether it's to another country or taking a hike a couple miles from where you live is guaranteed to transform you every time so I hope you feel inspired to just maximize your time while we're here and get some experiences under your belt don't wait for other people because especially if you're around my age our friends our peers our family members people are so busy Right now, if you wait for people to get the money together, get the time to take a trip with you, you're going to waste a lot of time. So I hope that you feel comfortable enough after hearing some of my stories to take a, take a trip on your own. It's really not that bad. If you want to talk through it, I am here. But yeah, let me know if you guys go anywhere. I would love to hear your stories. And thank you so much for listening. I love you.